and I'm very, very excited to welcome Mary Lou Rodriguez. How are you doing? Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I love your energy. I do. Every time I talk to you, it's like we just sit there bouncing off of each other for ages. And even just before we did this interview, we're chatting away. That that could have been the interview, to be honest. I should have pressed record straight away. <laughs> uh, but for my audience, who um, I've kept it a little bit shy of details, can you tell my audience who you are, what you do, and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, so my name is Mary Lou Rodriguez. And what I do in the world is I work with people, I work with the most amazing people who want to change their lives. So what that means is that I help them to rewire their brains, to release the blocks that they have to success and to wealth. And really, like, I, I feel so fortunate because I work with people across the globe. And I feel like my mission in life is to help them to shift their stories, to upgrade their beliefs, and to, to transform their lives from the inside out, because it starts from the inside, whether we realize that or not. And we're, I know we're going to talk more about that in just a minute. And my deeper why, the reason why I do what I do is because I want to give people hope that no matter their stories, no matter their circumstances, no matter how they were raised, no matter their addictions, no matter, no matter wh whether they're poor, no matter, no matter what has happened to them in their lives, I want people to know that they can change their lives. They can if they so desire, if they commit. And so I work with those people to help them understand what is blocking them and to teach them the steps to rewire their brain, to reprogram their subconscious, whatever you want to call it, train their brains to live their mm. best effing life. So that's what I do. Love that. Love that. And how did you, how did you, because again, it's, we obviously do very similar work. This is why we're yeah. so aligned uh, you and I, and how did you get here? How did you become, you know, obviously you're a top rated hypnotist. Uh, you've got a top rated podcast, The Unstoppable <laughs> Mind. How did, you know, how did you get here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, at 44 years old, so I'm 48, I'm going to be 49 here, but at 44 years old, so I want to share my age with people because I want people to know that you, you are never too old to find your purpose, to find fulfillment, mm. to find love, <laughs> to find success, that, whatever it that. is that you're, yeah. <laughs> you are never too old. So I share my age. At 44 years old, I decided I wanted to stop drinking. So I had a very, very serious addiction to alcohol. And I knew that it had to do with something inside of me. Something was, I felt like there was something that was happening it, and I didn't know how to heal it. And so now I can look back at, at that 44 year old Mary Lou and I could see that she was running from pain. She was running from the pain of her childhood. Mm. She was running from the pain of seeing her mom being beat by my stepdad. So lots of domestic violence. There was, there was no safety in my home growing up. And I didn't know how to find that safety and security that I was looking for. And so I numbed out by drinking and I spent a lot of my twenties, a lot of my thirties and, you know, four years in my forties running from life and not truly living. 
So I decided to get sober and I went to see a hypnotist and I had no clue really what to expect. And this hypnotist helped me to heal my past. And in so doing, I became sober. And so I feel like the power of, of really using your mind, training your mind to, to think in ways that really support you is so important because as I shared with you before, Paul, I was the self-sabotage queen. <laughs> I did it for <laughs> decades. Yeah, yeah. What was the trigger point, do you think, for you to seek help from a hypnotist? Yeah. The trigger point was that I had lost almost everything. I, my ex-husband left the marriage. My family stopped speaking to me. I couldn't pay my rent. I was almost going to be living in my car. I had two choices, get sober, figure out how to get sober, or we can't witness you killing yourself slowly anymore. So the trigger was, did I really want to drink myself into the grave or did I want to try to live my best life? And when I started this journey, Paul, like, I just wanted to be happy. I, I, did, I didn't know what I really wanted was peace. I was like, how can I was like, how can people be so happy in the world? Like, I didn't understand how to be happy. And so when I started my journey, it was to become happy. But so much more has come from it than that. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I don't know if you can relate to this, but... <laughs> You know, I didn't know I was seeking peace either. So I've only just start, I only just stopped. I've only been sober. <clears throat> I think in my hundred days is coming up. Uh, but it's one of the best things I've ever done is stop drinking alcohol. Yeah, I stopped drinking alcohol last year. Taking it took me a lot longer than you. <laughs> um, but it was one of these things of it was a whole change in mindset. I was in, in denial, and uh, it's something that I'm very glad has happened. Um, but for you, did you? Did you, was that an easy journey? I know you obviously went to a hypnotist and they helped you heal your past, but did you manage to just this a smooth transition into where you are now? Or yeah. did you self-sabotage yourself? I mean, I, I was yeah. brilliant at self-sabotaging yeah. myself. What, what did you do? Yeah. So I love this question so much because when we think about self-sabotage, I didn't know this at the time, but there's like external self-sabotage and then there's internal self-sabotage. Like the negative self-talk that I would say to myself all the time, not understanding that that was impacting how I was feeling. So I would say things, so I, I became sober and then I was like, okay, now what? And I'd be like, well, I don't know how to do that. I can't do that. I don't, you know, it's like, I'm not sure like if I can, you know, accomplish goals in the way that I'm being taught. Like I constantly had this negative self-talk that was, that was impacting how I showed up in the world externally. And I didn't know it though, that's the thing. I didn't understand that by what I was, by the thoughts that I was thinking and what I was saying, that that was impact how I was feeling and how I was showing up externally. So once I started to become aware of, oh my gosh, you know, telling myself that I'm not worthy, I used to say that, I'm not worthy of that. I don't deserve that. Mm. I don't know how to be successful. I just want to be happy. <laughs> and so I would self-sabotage both with the way that I thought about myself and then externally. So maybe I wasn't drinking anymore, but I was um, numbing out with Netflix and I was starting to procrastinate. Mm -hmm. 
And a lot of people yeah. can relate to classic. this, you know, because this is this is yeah, classic yeah. self-sabotage, procrastination. And um, because I was afraid, I was afraid of 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 the success, which a lot of people are. I was afraid of failure. I was afraid of being judged. I was afraid that people weren't going to like me. I was afraid of all of these things. So so um, so, yes, it's been a process of really learning. So now I'm at this place in my life where it's like, how can I be compassionate with myself instead of judging myself like I used to? constantly judging mm. myself. I didn't even know I was doing that. So maybe you can relate. Maybe your audience can relate. It's like constant self-judgment. I think that's, that's beautiful. Just hearing your, your journey. Um, and I think that people will be able to relate because procrastination is something that people ask me about time and time and, you know, time again. And it's, and people are very good at self-medicating with awesome. Netflix or I have to say other uh, TV providers out there. Uh, but it's um, because yes. these are things which we see as normal, yes. but in reality, it fulfills a purpose of, yes. you know, uh, cheap dopamine and a way yes. of just taking us away from our thoughts and feelings. And yes. uh, I was talking about this on, on another podcast today, but these companies collude with um, our self-saboteur, if you like, yes. to, um, to distract us. Yeah. The, the drink industry, the drugs yeah. industry, the, yeah. uh, the TV industry, gaming, um, yes. so many different industries, yeah. tech, all yeah. want you to use their products yes. as part of self-sabotage. Yeah. Because they don't yeah. earn their money otherwise. If we're all yeah. going, okay, no, let's live my purpose. Let's me <laughs> yeah. do this thing. Yeah, I'm going to get on with it. Um, yes. They're not going to make money out of us, you know. So they yes. want, they want you to go. Do you know what? I'm just going to numb my pain and use your products. Yes, yes. And so you know, it yes. And I think that that's so important to, to share that because you know what I now understand about the brain is that our brains are. Oh, you know, it's like we're it's it was, my brain was always trying to protect me. My brain was always trying to keep my, keep me mm -hmm. safe. And my brain deemed my habits of drinking, of procrastination. That was what it considered safe because it had become a habit for me. So that was my familiar. That was my known. I know you know this. I know your audience knows this because they hang out with you. So here I had these habits of procrastination, of perfectionism. I don't know if I used to fall into that all the time. I, I have to be perfect. This copy, this has to be perfect. I have to say the most perfect things on this workshop. Well, guess what? Mm. I'm not perfect <laughs> and I never will be. <laughs> and so now I had to retrain my brain to create these new habits, both internally about how I thought and how I felt, which impacted the external stuff so that I could do my first workshop where I had one person come to that workshop. And I was so excited that here I was showing up. Um, I wasn't procrastinating anymore. And I didn't believe that I had to be perfect, although that was a work in progress. <laughs> but I didn't <laughs> yeah. I took the action and I began to create new habits in my brain. And so I want people to know if they're struggling, it, in part, it's because their brain is always trying to keep them safe and how they are living their lives right now is how their brain is deeming them, deeming it safe. So and familiar and the known and the predictable, how, whatever the language is for you. So I love our yeah. brain. I can get carried away with talking yeah, about <laughs> <laughs> Because it can work for um, you. How does someone... 
Yeah, it, it does. But how do you know if it's, because I was asked this question earlier, and it's a great question. I was talking about intuition and yeah. the ego. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, like the inner child and uh, yeah. I was going into uh, parent-child ego states and things. How yeah. do you know the difference between, how do you know the difference between your intuition? Yeah. Uh, so that your true self, your awareness, I don't know what, yeah. what name you would call that, and your ego, how would you know the difference yeah. in regards to yeah. who's trying to help you or not? Oh, I love it so much because this is this is such a great question. And I know my intuition because I know how it feels. And does it feel mm, aligned? Yeah. Does it feel fun? Does it feel easy? Does it feel exciting? Because if it does not, <laughs> and um, I'm just going to use this example. Like I used to do workshops on habits. I know we're talking about habits, but it was like the habit of eating better, the habit of walking, you know, and it, I did not enjoy those workshops, but I felt like I had to do them because that's what people wanted. And that, and I was like, that's my ego telling me mm. that people want these workshops, but I don't enjoy them. And so I started to realize what the distinction is for me. Is how do I feel? How do I feel about this topic? How do I feel about this event? How do I feel about working with, with Paul? You know, does it feel yeah. aligned? Because if it does, then that is my intuition. Okay. And how do you know? So if it doesn't feel aligned, Mm-hmm. How do you know? What do you experience? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels hard. It feels like something yeah. I don't want to do. And I'm like, mm. and guess what, Paul? I don't do that anymore. <laughs> if it's not something okay. I want to do, yeah. I've learned to say no in a really beautiful way. And that means I'm saying yes to me, <laughs> to my energy. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's, so I, I love that. I love that. But do you ever think, I mean, is there a part of you that might think that something's hard? So if there's yeah. like, a, maybe if, so if there's like, cause I often say, sometimes say that the, the path that has the most obstacles can bear the most fruit. Yeah. yeah. That's how, that's how we've got it. But it can feel hard. But how do you reconcile that? Cause sometimes yeah. it's not always going to be like this oh. super smooth oh uh, tarmac road. So, what that's would you a, say about that? That's such a great question because that's, yeah. you know, so I'm an entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur, you know, mm-hmm. and for all the entrepreneurs or for all the people in the world who, you know, it's like, I have this vision. I know what my vision is. And so I understand that I'm not going to enjoy everything that's going to lead me to my vision, but it's still going to take me to my vision, right? So I know that when I take action, is it, is it aligned with my vision? Is it where I want to go? Okay. And so I still take the action because there's drudgery <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've done three podcasts. You know, it's like, it's you enjoy these podcasts, you know, but still it can feel mm. a little bit hard and tiresome, especially when you were not feeling, you know, at, you know, our, feeling healthy in our mind and in our bodies. And so I still take the action if it's aligned with my vision, even when it's a little bit hard, because I know it's gonna take me to where I want to be. Just a quick break to say, I am so excited to announce a brand new podcast channel to help you transform your life in ways you might not yet be able to imagine. 2023, we are kicking your ass. Now, this is a channel of experimental content I know you are going to love. 
Now, mindset change another level has exclusive deeper subconscious training meditations to help you upgrade your long overdue programs that are holding you back in life. You also get searchable meditations without ads, intros and outros so you can find your favorites super easily. You get access to masterminds to help take your mindset change to another level and you get to engage with me in a whole new way. And as a thank you for supporting the new channel, you get discounts from my group workshops too. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes and come and join. Oh, and feel free to come and join my WhatsApp community too. I can't wait to welcome you. Yeah, you, you have a question, don't you? You ask yourself a question, uh, yes. which I love. So you, I'm going to have to bring that up. So... Um, <laughs> Yes. We talk about we talk about sometimes we, we project the future and we think this is going to be hard, this is going to be tough, and uh, to get things the good things in life it all has to be hard. What's the yeah. question you ask yourself that uh, turns yes. us around? Because I like yes. this. I'm like, how can this be fun? How can this be fun? Yeah. This is such a breakthrough question for me because believe it or not, and maybe you can relate to this, Paul. I had a belief that everything was hard. Life was hard. Love was hard. Yeah. Relationships were hard. Business was hard. Everything had to be hard because that's how I grew up. And so I realized as an adult um, that by asking my, and, and it's only been within the last year, really, that I've been asking myself this question, how can this podcast be easy? How can this training that I'm at be easy? Mm. How can it be fun? And it changes my perspective. And I'm starting to focus on what brings me fun, <laughs> what makes it, you I know, and that. so, this, yes, I, I, yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's a huge, I think it's a great way of creating dopamine boost, isn't it? Because if, I think the brain likes to know that you're on the right track. Yes. And if you're asking a question, how can this be fun? And your brain has to look for an answer, doesn't it? Yeah. And yes. you're going to get a boost of dopamine with that, which is highly yeah. motivating. And it's not yes. cheap dopamine that we would get from, you know, self-medicating. This is healthy no. dopamine that is, is yes. aligned with what is that you're, yeah. you're wanting to experience in life. Yes. I had a former mentor tell me, she said, the secret to life is to celebrate. And I was like, I'm like, oh, come on. And I'm like, mm. what do you, I couldn't even understand what she meant. And now I get it because when I celebrate, whether it's celebrating growth that was hard, you know, do, you know, because yeah. growth can be can be hard, you know. Whether it was celebrating a win, whether it was celebrating that you know I woke up feeling really happy or joyful, whether it's celebrating I I did a Facebook live and I felt really good about the content that I taught. I understand now that if I allow myself to celebrate, that I am teaching my mind and my body to be in this state joy, happiness, bliss. I'm releasing those chemicals into my body mm. and I'm training my body in a beautiful way how to live my best life. So yes, I celebrate. Wow. Yeah. And do you, okay. So here's a question for you then. So I mean, that <laughs> is beautiful. And I love that. I love the energy. It's just like, whoa. Um, do you celebrate what you went through with 
your past in alcohol. If you look at where you are now, I mean, you are so awake, you're so vibrant, there's an energy there, and look at the impact you're having on thousands of people. That, yeah. Do you think that, that wouldn't have happened, would it, if you'd had a, what we call a normal yeah. life where, you know, you kind of just glided through? Do you celebrate what you went through in your past? Have you reconciled with that? Yeah, so it was a process. And it did take me time to to learn to love that part of me, to learn to love past Mary Lou, who was an alcoholic. And now I'm at this place in my life where I can look at, at myself and be proud of myself because I didn't have any other tools. I did not know better. So I used the tool that I had, which was alcohol, in order to survive. So I love who I was. I love who I am. And I love who I'm becoming. I, I feel like that was a gift for me. I can see that all the struggles and the pain that I went through, I can, I use that when I'm working with people who feel like no matter, they can't change, they've done everything and they can't change. And I'm living proof that yeah. yes, you can, yeah. you absolutely you can. can. And so yeah, I love that you're so celebrating it because I do think, you know, I went through an anxiety disorder. There's a bullying and there's, um, you know, all the various things that led to so much trauma and panic attacks. But without any of that, I wouldn't be in like this fortunate position to be doing this with you now or, or having the impact that the show has an impact, uh, you know, yes. the amount of people that it reaches. Um, yes. So yes. again, so in, in a way, I, I see what I went through as a gift Yes. as uh, something that helped wake me up. And I, I, from the, from what you were saying, I just, I get the same vibe. That is yes. something that you look back on and you've reconciled, but also make that you're celebrating. Yes. Yes. My past is, was not an easy past. And I understand that it happened for me. I do. Even though some of the parts were really ugly <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and painful, like I, everything has, I am exactly who I am today because of my past. And I, I'm excited, Paul, because I do get to work with people all over the world and I get them, I get to help them have the freedom in their lives that I have. And I want that for them. I want people to be free. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And, and you do do that. Let's talk about a little bit about what, how do you help people? What are the techniques that, pe that you employ with uh, people that come to, to your workshops or online, yeah. et cetera. What is it that you do? How do you help someone rewire their, rewire their brain, rewire their mind? Yeah, it's so great because I get this question all the time because, you know, I used to say, well, hypnosis, you know, and people would be like, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean exactly? And so I understand now that I teach people brain-based steps on how to train their brain to think differently, to feel differently, and ultimately to act differently, to show up differently in the world. And so I do this with a combination of neuroscience. I do this with a combination of hypnosis. I do this with cognitive behavioral therapy where I teach like pattern interrupts. You and I have, mm. I, I think yeah. you and I have uh, lots of tools in our tool belt that we use. Mm -hmm. And ultimately what yeah. I do is I teach people that the rewiring process is happening 16 hours out of the day. 
not just when they're hanging out with me on doing a one-to-one or in my workshops or in my groups, but you get to choose who you want to be and you get to be that person all day long, not just for the time that we're together, not just when you're in my programs, but you, the rewiring happens all day long and it's a part of their identity. And so I love to work with identity and I teach people what their identity is because I didn't know what that was before I started my path. And I only saw myself as a sick person, mentally sick. I only saw myself as a victim. And so I understand the power of our identity. And so I help them to change their identity with brain-based steps. I have a whole process that I take people through. It's a method that I created by accident. I didn't mean to, <laughs> I didn't mean to create a method. I was just trying to figure out how do I help people? Because I understand that hypnosis is powerful and it is the most powerful tool. And I love hypnosis. And there's a and there's more. <clears throat> there are more steps that need to be taken in order to truly change at an accelerated pace, which is why I love hypnosis. And then how do you make it long lasting? I don't want somebody just to change when they're in my program. I want to teach them the skills so that they can keep continue to grow even after they leave or graduate from my programs. So, yeah. I love that. And so, so, and as, as, as you know, I'm a hypnotist myself. Um, yeah. So I'm going to ask you some of the questions that people yes. are, ask me. So, yes. um, you know, obviously there's the, if you think about what is hypnosis, so if anyone was listening to this, mm-hmm. what is, what would, how do you describe it to someone who, yeah. who comes to you and says, what is hypnosis? Yeah. So this is my definition, Paul, and you, <laughs> And and this is really something that I truly believe, but I say hypnosis is a state of focused awareness. So I do give that, but I also add my definition, which is, I call it a gift. So I say hypnosis is a gift because it gives you access to more of your mind and more of your potential. And that's, and then I go on to explain that we access your subconscious mind and that's where your beliefs and your habits and your emotions and your memories are, your intuition. And we begin to train your beautiful subconscious to think differently. And so I, I, I love teach that description. Like, yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I do. It's good. Yeah. Mary's definition of hypnosis. It's a gift. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gift. We're going to peel back your brain and show you what other resources that you have down there. Yes, exactly. That's exactly right. So that's how I describe hypnosis. And um, I love that. And um, what are some of the myths? Because some people are frightened of it. You know, it's interesting. On my um, meditations, I call them meditations, but they're really subconscious training. I always, you know, as as a, you know, had very similar training. It's I put in subconscious uh, suggestions and there's always a journey inside the mind and there's always a transformation uh, which works deep into the subconscious mind. So I love, I love recording those. Um, but what would you say are some of the uh, myths around hypnotherapy or hypnosis? Cause some people are frightened of it, aren't they? And I even I sometimes think, should I put a hypnotherapy session? Um, because you know, people go, you're going to control me or, you know, so yeah. what are some of the myths that you get to hear about it and uh, yeah. what would help some, yeah. allay someone's fears if they were worried yeah. about having some hypnosis? I So mind control is definitely the biggest one. Mm. And I'm like, if I could control your mind, you know, I would be like, you know, you would be changed right now. You would already be the person that you <laughs> want to be. But um, 
I always joke around that my I, I, I hypnotize my boyfriend. I don't hypnotize him, but I always joke around that I hypnotize my boyfriend at night before we fall asleep. I tell him that he loves to cook and he loves to clean. <laughs> <laughs> and he loves. <laughs> but but the truth is, it, the second biggest myth that I get is that people believe that it's that when they go into hypnosis, that it's going to be a blackout of the mind. That they're it's gonna they're gonna mm, it's yeah, as if they're uh, going into um, um, get an anesthesia or you know they feel like it's that mm. that they won't be able to remember the journey that they go on. That they'll just open their eyes after the hypnosis session is done, and they'll wake up and they'll be like. I don't know what happened. I can't remember a single thing. <laughs> the black blackout yeah. of the mind is one of the ones that I get the most. And I'm like, no, you're not in yeah. surgery. I mean, kind of, you know, <laughs> you're not yeah. in surgery. <laughs> so you're going to remember. And it's not going, you know, and people ask me, am I going to change after one session? Well, things can absolutely be different for sure, for sure. But, mm. um, and, there are tools that need to be used in order to maintain the change that they received in, inside of the inside of the session, the journey. I call them journeys because I feel like they're a journey yeah. of mind. So that's the second biggest myth is that they, there's a blackout of the of the mind when they go into hypnosis. And yeah, no, there's not. And do you, you, do you get people who, yeah, I had a client recently and they were like, I don't think I can be hypnotized. And I was oh, yeah. You know, when you get that feeling of this is a challenge. Um, but what I did was I used the, I used my whole room to hypnotize them. It was just drawing their attention to just various things around the room. And suddenly they were just suddenly closing their eyes and they were gone. And it was, you know, it's very, very simple. <clears throat> and they enjoyed the session immensely. They enjoyed the session. Uh, it was just so simply done. Um, but yeah. you know, do you think not everyone thinks that they, you know, every, not everyone can be hypnotized to the levels that we would like them to go to yeah. but I still find um doing some form of relaxation and teaching that and just working with the mind and visualization incredibly powerful which is hypnotic in itself so it might not be down to the theta level uh, um, right. which is uh, the, the brain waves which helps with yeah. uh, that lets us know that you're in a hypnotic state um, yeah. but what do you you, what do you do when, when there's a client says, I don't think I can be hypnotized. Um, I'm one of those. Yeah. Well, one of the first things I do is I joke around and I say, oh, you've hypnotized yourself to believe that. <laughs> ah, <yeah. laughs> so, but, um, so I just explain, like, I'm really great at ex explaining expectations. Like I, you know, beforehand, you know, I do explain, okay, so you might not be deeply relaxed, you may not go into theta brainwave state, but even if you close your eyes and you're in an alpha brainwave state and you're still, you know, it's like, and it's, it just feels like you're closing your eyes. I said, what we're doing is, and this is, this is what I believe. And this is what I understand about the brain and behaviors. As I said, we're teaching your beautiful brain, a new habit, a new way to relax a new way to release the stress and tension from your body. So even if you don't feel completely hypnotized, what we're doing is really powerful because this is the state that you want to be in throughout your day-to-day -day life. So I, I approach it in that way. If that Does that make sense that yeah, yeah, do yeah. that? And, and, so, it, it, yeah. and it does work because just learning how to relax Yes. I think it opens up the subconscious mind like a flower. Yes. That's how I describe it. It's just, it just opens yes. up like a flower. Um, and then yes. we can, you're more receptive to what it yes. is that you want. I'm not, I can't yes. tell you what I want. 
uh, and yes. an imprint on your level of subconscious mind. It's all yes. aligned with what you're here for. And That's right. uh, people love that. People really like that. That it's it's yes. all about their empowerment, not what anyone else wants them to do. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I'll just after we um, and I don't work one to one so much with clients anymore. Now it's really mostly in groups, but I'll ask them to rate themselves before the session and then after the session. And there's always improvement. And so it's um, so so it's 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 I feel like hypnosis really is the most incredible, the most powerful, the quickest brain training tool that we can use with our clients. And whether they feel like they're deeply relaxed or lightly relaxed, they are receiving the benefits. Absolutely. I know I agree with that 100 um, percent. When it comes to you, when it comes yeah. to how you look after you, uh, what would you say are some of your non-negotiables? In other words, yeah. if anyone's listening to this and thinking, you know, Mary, Lod yeah. uh, Mary Lou Rodriguez, it's, she sounds amazing. She sounds like she's got it all together. She's come yeah. through this journey. Yeah. But there must be yeah. routines and rituals and things yeah. that, that you go, right, yeah. this is how I maintain myself. Yeah. Can you tell me about what you do to yeah. look after you? Oh, I love this question because it's so important that people know that there are practices that I do every single day. And I just want to say, like, by doing the work that I'm going to talk about in just a moment, my life has completely changed. Like I am very, very happy in this incredible relationship that I have with my boyfriend, Scott. I have really empowering friends that inspire me in my life. I have a very successful business. Like my life continues to skyrocket in so many incredible ways. And it's not happening because just by magic, I mean, I wish that that were the case, but it feels magical, <laughs> but I am yeah. doing the inner work. And and people ask me all the time, Mary Lou, what, what's your secret? What, you know, it's like now you're hanging out with, you know, Dean Graciosi or Brendan Bouchard. They're like, what are you doing? What's, what's happening? How are you creating this? And then I, and I you know, how, you know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> You know, so I have a daily practice. It is a non-negotiable that I do hypnosis, self-hypnosis every single day, or I listen to a hypnosis audio every single day. It is a non-negotiable. is a It's a part of my it's a part of my practice to not only feel empowered, but I also know the brain science behind hypnosis, and I know exactly what I'm doing. I know that I'm creating my reality. I know that my brain doesn't know the difference between real or imagined. So guess what I'm imagining? My best effing life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And. And neurons that fire together, wire together. I'm creating a neural network in my brain that, mm. and, and I know that it hasn't happened in the external world yet, but it's happening up here. So I get really passionate. I <laughs> yeah, I, I, no, I, I sense the energy, I sense the energy. But you know, it's, it's one of the, do you ever get these people, and I hear it quite a lot, so I, I do feel for them, it's people who can't imagine their best ever life because they can't even picture it. You know, yeah. we, we've been, um, you know, you're still part of Ben Hard, Ben Hardy's AMP yeah. and, and f focusing on your, your future self. Yeah. Um, and he was a great mentor. It's, and that's a big part of what can make a huge change for us is having that vision for your future self. Um, what do you, how do you help someone who says, I haven't got a clue to yeah. how to yeah. visualize my future self and also or what that would mean, what I would want? Yeah. 
And I understand this question because I get it that their brains, you know, for whatever reason, it's hard for them to dream. You know, it's hard for them mm. to al allow themselves to dream what their best life can be. And I, I certainly would have not been able to do that when I was drinking. I would have been like, wow, like this is so crazy. But when I'm working with people, one of the first things that I ask is, what is their dream? Like, it, you know, what is their dream? Is it to have peace? Is it to walk every day? Is it to not numb out on Netflix for 10 hours? You know, what is your dream? Mm. And so I always start with that. I always start with what do you, what do you want your life to be like? Because people will know what that is. What do you want your life to be like? And how do you want to feel? So even if they don't necessarily know, you know, that they can picture themselves on the beach, you know, in Malibu or, you know, whatever it is, they know how they want to feel. So that is, those are the two questions yeah, I that I usually ask. And you know what I yeah, do I next. Tucking <laughs> <laughs> your fingers and you go. <laughs> yes. I'm like, close your eyes. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I want to help them to, to habituate. Like if they know how they want to feel, part of my job mm. as a brain, because I consider myself a brain training expert, part of my job is how can I help this person habituate this feeling of peace that they want to have in their life? This is what makes me so damn good, Paul. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I know, I know. That's why, that's why I love your work. And, uh, but I also, do you know, I really do like about um, when people don't know, because what I think really how it's helpful to us we always know what we don't want yeah so when so I, you know when i'm working with people and they're talking about relationships and they're yeah. saying um you know I, I don't know what type of person i want i just want a nice person and yeah. it's quite easy to start saying well do you want someone who's one foot tall and they're like oh yeah. no no i don't know you know so how tall would you know is, do you yeah. want someone who's quite stingy or you know not very generous no yeah. no i want someone to, you know so Again, it's just, I think there's lots of questions that people can ask themselves to yeah. create an idea Absolutely. more about what they want. And some people are frightened to say what they want, which is, yeah. you know, it's giving a voice to those dreams inside that might have been shut down when they were younger. That's 100%. 100%. Mm. And it is, you know, and part of it too, and this is maybe something that your audience can relate to, is that I didn't know that I was constantly focusing on what I didn't want. I had trained my brain to see what I didn't have, to focus on what, you know, uh, the money I didn't have, the love I didn't have, the peace I didn't have. And that's all I would see all the time was what I didn't have. And I didn't even know it. So part of it is helping your, your, your audience understand that they just might be, um, and it's an easy shift. What, what, what do I not have? And then what do I want in this moment? And starting to train your brain like that, First become aware and then begin to shift it so that you can start to look at, oh, well, I have my health. I have a nice pair of tennis shoes that I could go for a walk. So it's a simple little shift, but mm. it's a it makes big impact over time. I know I agree with that. And to add a little gratitude with that as well, to be grateful for what you do begin to see in your life. It's a real super booster, isn't it? Because you're right, we are very good. I think that the way that we evolved is to look out for danger. So it's quite neg quite easy to be negative. Uh, but yes. to train your brain to just seek out the good in life. That's yes. where the brain begins to go. We're on the right track. We can yes. uh, begin to give you more dopamine. If you go more in this direction, 
but you've got yes. to kind of notice it and also feel yes. grateful for it. It's a wonderful way of super boosting that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why gratitude is so, so beautiful. It's just, it really does shift your perspective. And it also, and I'm going to always say this, it trains your brain to, to see what you do have in your life, to feel what you do have in your life. Because a lot of times we have a lot and it's just hard for us to see that because we're always focusing on what we don't have or the, you know, what, yeah, what we don't have. So. Yeah. I love that. So here's a question for you. Uh, what's the best, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Wow. You're going to stump me here. I've been given, so, <laughs> I've been given so much and beautiful, beautiful advice, but I'd have mm. to say, so this is regarding performance. So I'll do one, I'll do an internal one and I'll do an external one. Yeah. <laughs> you I wouldn't like, expect any yeah, less from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Double up. Come on now. <laughs> So I had a mentor tell me once when I was, you know, so for the actions that I wanted to take in my life and because I'm an entrepreneur, you know, there were certain things that I had to um, get used to, like uh, doing workshops or Facebook lives or whatever, or challenges. And so he told me that 70% is perfection, 100% is failure. So what that means is that if I can do something, you know, um, at 70%, you know, I write it, I write a post, mm. I like the post, it's not quite perfect, but it's, it's, it has my message, it has my heart in it. I used to go, so I shared earlier on this podcast that perfectionism was one of the things that kept me from fully showing up. So I learned that mm. 70% is beautiful. If I try to make it perfect, I'm never going to post it. Does that make sense? That's a great piece of it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I, I think that gives a lot of hope for someone as well, because, you know, I think perfectionism is a great excuse, isn't it? Uh, yes. To protect ourselves, because we can't, yes. we can't ever get there. Yes. Uh, but when it comes to 70%, I think it, it, and it allows for room for growth, allows yes. for room for error, which is, errors are so, failure is beautiful, because this is how we learn. This is how we become even more successful. But yeah, it's strange. Yes. We still live in a culture that's promoting this perfection thing, which is yes. a bit suspicious, I think, somehow. Yeah. I think somehow we all know deep down that perfection doesn't really exist. But yet yeah. somehow there's this colluding from society to go, to go, but you still try to be perfect. Yes. <laughs> Look perfect, yes. be perfect. It's, it's crazy. Yes. And I do love to talk like about peak performance. Like I do love to talk mm. about the internal game and the external game, but they do like, you know, I know now that hundred, if I wait for it to be perfect, I'm never going to, I'm never going to show up. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm never going to do my that, thing. Always a delay. Always a delay. What was the other piece of <laughs> advice? What was the other? We've got two for the one going piece, on here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the other piece of advice was really about, so I used to feel like I had to deserve. I had to, I had to deserve my success. I had to deserve my love, which meant that I had to work for it. And so I can't remember specifically what she said, but um, one of the things that I believed, and maybe you can relate to this, was that everything was outside of me. I used to believe that if I took another program, if I took another course, if I mentored with this person, I believed for some reason, just because this is how I was raised, because I didn't, I, I wasn't raised to trust myself. And I know a lot of people can relate to that. I was always seeking the answers outside of me. 
And I, I yes. thought, you know, um, I thought, gosh, you know, if I, if I just take this one, one program, then that, this is the program that's going to take me to the next level. And what she said to me was this. She said, the strategy is you. It's all inside of you. It's all inside of you. And did you accept that first off or did you struggle with that? Was that an easy, was that easy to internalize? If she had told me that a year ago, so this, this happened this summer. So in August, if she had told me that a year ago, I would have fought her on it. I'd been like, no, I don't know enough. I don't know about funnels. (laughs) 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 I would have fought her on it. But when she said it to me last August, I realized, wow, this is about trusting myself fully, 100%. And I got it. I was like, she's so right. The strategy is showing up as me, as my authentic self in the world being who I am and just doing my work, teaching from my heart, sharing people how to have freedom and, um, and, and having fun. And I was like, she's so right, Paul. My life has changed exponentially since August. I, I love that. I love that. We're coming to the end because I could talk for, I could, you know, I could talk to you for ages. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> So I, I gotta see if I can stump you. I gotta see if I can stump you with another question. Uh, just one more question to finish off. Do you have a favorite quote that you share with clients that you think this says it all? This is this says something that might get them to have a huge mindset shift. Well, one thing I do read every day when I'm in my office. And um, when I do any kind of workshop, any kind of challenge, I start off with today is the most magnificent day of my life. Health and wealth, joy, abundance, love, success, money come to me in great abundance. And I believe that. I love that. Yeah, I, I, and I, I, I get that sense of it, and it's happening for you. You know, it's. I, I really liked one of my favorite quotes is, "We don't attract what we want. What we what we want, we attract what we are." Yeah. Uh, by uh, James Allen, and I think just embodying that yes. in that moment, it yeah. it really does create that huge reality shift. And one yes. thing I often hear is, "Well, I haven't got any of that," and I say to people. But right this very second, you don't need any of that. You have everything you need this very second. Surely, yeah. you, all you're doing is talking to me. And yeah. suddenly it begins to twig that the idea that they don't have something is future-based. Yeah. But right this very second, they can really embody the abundance and love that they can have for themselves right now. And Absolutely. it's really interesting. That mindset shift begins to attract more of that into their lives. I love that. Yes, and that's so I love, I love exactly that. what you do in the world, Paul, is you teach people how to do that. <laughs> And, you know, yeah, it's like even the podcast name is so clever. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it really is. You know, it is. It's such a beautiful shift. So I agree with you 100 percent on that. And yeah, it's so, you know, it's fun for me. And thank you for having me on your podcast, because I really do want to spread this message across the world. And so do you that we can live our life of freedom, of joy, of happiness. And it really is about um, understanding that. It's just a shift. It's a shift in perspective. It's mm. a shift in changing how they think. It's a, you know, it's a process, but we start with the shift, the, with the awareness piece. So I love that. 
Well, I love your podcasting, Unstoppable Mind, because that is what we have. You know, you know that is that that's the reality of it. But we yes. do live in a culture that's colluding to say, no, you don't. So can you just self-medicate with our various gorgeous products? Thank you very much. And because <laughs> yes. we don't we, we don't know what else to do, we can we can yeah. fall into that trap. Um, yeah. where can people find you? I mean I'll, I'll yes. get details in the show notes anyway, yeah, but where can people find you? If anyone was like, Oh, I want to Google Mary Lou, where do I, where do I locate her? Yeah, no, I should have said, see, I'm like, I should have said I had a podcast. I should have said I had online programs. I should have said all of these things, but I'm just, you know, and it's okay because I get to go, you know what? I said exactly what I needed to say. And now Paul's asking me. So where people can find me is I do have a podcast called the Mm. Unstoppable Mind Podcast. I, you can find me at MaryLouRodriguez.com. I do have an upcoming challenge called Unstoppable You Now, because I want people to believe and to know that it's possible for them to Mm. be unstoppable. We kick off April. 17th. So I'm not sure when this is coming out, but I want to invite people to come and hang out with me. Mm. And you can find me on Instagram at Mary Lou hypnotizes you. So such an honor to be Mary Lou hypnotizes you. I love that. I love that. Um, Thank you so much. This has been a really good fun conversation. I've, you know, I I love talking to you. So um, thank you very much for coming on and sharing uh, your wisdom with my listeners. I think there's so much gold again in uh, our conversation. So uh, thank you so much for coming today and enjoy Phoenix, Arizona. You're in a wonderful um, eight or nine hour course learning. How can this be fun? (laughs) Making it learn. Yeah, how can this be fun? The Leadership Academy, how can this be fun? (laughs) (laughs) Such an honor to be here with you all. Thank you.